sinister drinking game for this one. So there are four rules to this one. It'll be easy to keep track of. So the the main evil entity of this is called Bagul. And so... Spoiler alert. Huh? Spoiler alert. Okay, it's gonna come it's up. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen this movie. It's not a spoiler. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so when you hear... When you see Bagul's face, no. you will take a drink. Oh. And like... And I'm not, like, it's like any version, any form of the face. What? Does it come out at you in a startling fashion? This this is one of those movies that has both jump scares and ah, slow builds. So I'm going to give you that. Hello? It's probably about food. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Ah, our food oh, here. Oh, fuck. Uh, I oh, no. Did you give the address. Oh, no. no. Shit. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I... Can I change the address? <laughs> um, we're on... East. Apartment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, I... I, it, I... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Okay, bye. So while we're doing that, I'm going to restart the rules. <laughs> so, um, drink. So for the sinister drinking game, drink when you see Bagul's face. Drink when you see a snuff film. Which oh, that is a no. Well, it's not porn. That's a reference to anything that's super eight in this movie. No, there's I no just porn. There's no porn. Why are we watching so it? So a snuff film refers to anything that's super eight film in this movie, and you will know what I'm talking about when it gets to it. Um, drink when there is just any argument. There's, some there's a lot of arguments in this film. Drink when there's oh. an argument. And finish your drink when the lawnmower comes. I have, like... You got it? Um... Here, you, you don't have to do it again. Keep if that. you want to clean up. Are you sure? Yeah. Wait, let's just restart in a God second. Damn it. God damn it. Um, how much do you have? Five. Ugh. Also, how much do I owe you? Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Huh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Welcome to Tipsy Terror. Um, welcome back after the uh intro theme song <laughs> uh yes we're back today it's tipsy terror we're doing the movie sinister uh-huh. on the podcast mm-hmm. um we are very drunk because this is the second movie that we filmed in the same night we're so. not supposed to reveal that spoiler why alert would you, why would you tell people that because I need an explanation why this is going to be a bad podcast. <laughs> this one's going to be the best one we've ever done. Anyway, so we have a special guest um, who hasn't been on any podcasts yet. As well, okay, first of all, we <laughs> yes. have our normal hosts, Harish, Samantha. Hi. Molly. <laughs> and me, Harish. And we have our special guest today. 
who has her own two podcasts, which we're not going to talk about now. We're going to talk about <laughs> later. Save it. But her name is Lauren Moliterno. Hey, it's a me. It's a her, Lauren. It's a me. Yeah. So Lauren's our guest for this sinister podcast. Hello. Um, I love drunkery starting off a podcast. It's bad. It's bad. It's I, very bad. It's now my new favorite thing is just drunkery starting <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh. So okay. So today we're doing sinister. Um. Which is from two thousand five. Twelve. Twelve ish. Something in the twenty first century. Directed by Scott Derrickson, who is the director of Doctor Strange, which we just discovered. It's two thousand twelve. 2012, the year that the end of the world happened, and we're all living we're all in purgatory. Dead. Yeah. Fucking probably. Um, it would explain a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would explain a lot. So, what is the deal? We're doing it. We did a drinking food. game, and it really game. messed me up. I don't know about the rest of them. We we did a we did a drinking game and uh, I already said them, so he'll play like the thing right now. Is this an argument? No. This is an argument. No, it's not. He's just telling him that he doesn't like his well, work. Well, the three of us disagree. A disagreement is not an argument. What's happening oh, now? We're, we're having an argument. We got a drink again. This is an argument. Double drink. And um. He's gonna play before the theme song. Fuck it, whatever. Um, we did yeah. a drinking game and it went pretty badly. I think this counts as an argument. No! <laughs> drink! It's not! I will we tell you. We gotta drink. overruled. Not all arguments are yelling. Oh, he looks like he's having an internal argument. Because <laughs> there was all uh, these rules Because we were already drunk. Sorry, spoiler alert. And there were good rules. Yeah, that's oh, he's drinking, we have to drink. Yes. <laughs> he drinks a lot in this movie, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's a new rule. New rule! Personal tipsy terror podcast rule. When the character drinks, you drink. Um, so should we start with the pod- with the trivia? Yeah. Okay, so how's this gonna work with three people? It's the same concept. But, like, if the loser- is the loser both people who are losers? What? You, yeah. Yeah. There's Both only one the winner. Two There's losers. only one winner. No, for each question, someone buzzes in, and the loser has to drink. Yeah. So the winner so is just the one that doesn't drink. The two people who yeah. don't buzz in. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I just said you're fine. Why are you so mean? Molly also was like, "What's so confusing about that?" Okay, don't um, throw me under the bus. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's just I'm do I'm just trying to quiz. find out how our friend let's ripped his pants. This is going to be a bad episode. I'm sorry. We're too drunk. I think they used actual Super 8. For this, this feels like an I argument. Think they did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll take a sip with you. Rachel. That girl and that mom are arguing. I love this episode so much. I'm committing my whole ass into I'm, this. I'm the DD this time. Too. Samantha is the designated oh, driver. Is yawning. The okay. Alright, so I need to know everyone's like buzzing in noise or word. What? A beep beep? <laughs> 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 
psoriasis. Okay. okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. So these are also multiple choice, so don't fucking buzz until my choices are done. What does Bagul translate to? A. Boogeyman. B. God of Death. C. All Evil. I don't remember. Psoriasis. Alright. <laughs> Boogeyman. He's correct. So you two take a drink. I straight up do not remember what my sound was. <laughs> it's like, it's buzz, like buzz. buzz buzz. Or okay. Beep beep. Okay, thank you. You, you just make a noise. I'm gonna respond to it. I think it might have been a Bing Bing. What beep beep? It is now. I do not remember what it was. I right. was like, I was thinking about the answer. I was like, wait, I don't even know, you know what how it was. The buzz do you want to know what it really was? What? It's like a beep beep. What beep beep? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you know what it really was? It's a me. It's a me. <laughs> it's right. a me. I'm Question two. Question two. What is the deputy credited as for this movie? Beep, beep, beep. I gotta do my thing. I know. No, no. She has to answer it. I gotta it. do my things. You gotta answer it. Deputy so-and-so. Incorrect. Oh. Yeah, so you get a double drink. Double drink. <laughs> so I forgot the, the rules. the answer choices. The answer choices are deputy so-and-so. Deputy and James, which is the actor's name. A bing bing. Deputy? Correct. Hey. Oh, he's just credited as deputy. Just credited okay. as deputy. Um, so in Sinister 2, I've never seen it, but apparently he like is in it for like a second or something like that, and he's credited as ex-deputy so-and-so. <gasps> but got he's ex, yeah. But um, he was called Deputy So-and-So throughout the whole movie, but only called Deputy as a credit. It's a cute little detail that his name is Deputy So-and-So. Okay. So lastly, Bagul's look and idea was based off of who? A. Hades. B. Willy Wonka. Or C. Samara, which is the chick from the ring. <laughs> Psoriasis. Girl from the ring. Huh? Girl you? from the ring. Incorrect. Psoriasis. Yes. Hades. No, incorrect. Alright, a bing bing. <laughs> yeah. Is it B? Yeah, it's Willy Wonka. Yay! Willy fucking Wonka. Specifically the Johnny Depp iteration of Willy Wonka. He looks nothing like Willy Wonka. The hair is exactly like Willy he Wonka. He doesn't have hair. Bagul has hair that is like no. to his chin. Yeah, he has literally Google has a picture hair. right now. He has hair. And the um it adds to the sl- Okay, okay. Because, no, like, think about... Mr. Boogie. I want to call him Mr. Boogie. Mr. Boogie. Um, but, Wait, like... Is that what he makes the kids call him? Mr. That's Boogie? That's just what the kids call him, yeah, Mr. Boogie. Um, but, like, think about it. Like, Willy Wonka basically abducts children, and Bagul does the same fucking thing. He abducts children. I guess that's true. Yeah, but that's, like, who they, like... The look and ideas and stuff, that's who the director and writer kind of, like... I think it's just the director. Like, that's who, how they, like based what they, like, wanted out of the goal from that. So, Lauren won. Lauren hey, won the trivia. Hey, I knew that hot. this, I knew Samara would fucking trick somebody, yeah, like, I, would, I knew if it. I, if I would have rang it earlier, I would have said I knew it, Samara. like, that was, yeah. Okay. I had, like, a really good, like, because I thought for sure we'd have a tie, and I had a good tiebreaker. Do you guys want to do yeah, my tiebreaker? Anyway. So, what was the name of Ellison's hit book? <laughs> yeah. Kentucky Blood. Yeah! Well, I got it! <laughs> okay, so Lauren, you won, so you get to pick. Either they finish their drinks or they each take a shot. Can I please just finish my drink? Okay. <laughs> They're finishing their drink. I was gonna say, we'll do a shot, but then I will also do a shot. 
I found out. It's too this much. This girl's talking shit about me at Maggie's party. Really? This girl I went to high school with. Yeah, Adam Rebar texted Look. me. Hurry. I spilled. <laughs> oh, no. Edit point. Okay. So, um. Oh, I thought you paused So it. we lost, uh. I won. I lost, and I did a sippy of my drink, and, <laughs> and I'm. Spilled that's it. good enough. Uh, so. Let's talk about, let's do a, should we do a summary? Let's do yeah, a summary. Yeah, summary, summary, yeah. Who wants to be what? Who and who? I don't care. I will be Ethan Hawk. I'm the Ethan and of the Hawk of the episode. And um, you guys can be other people. <laughs> let's go. Hold on, we gotta pick. I wanna be all the cops. So both okay. the cops, the sheriff, and the deputy. The two cops. I really just wanted to be his whiskey glass. Yeah. Okay. The whiskey glass. <laughs> Can I be the bagul and also the dead children? Yeah. Okay. I think you should be his family. Yeah. Fine. And also the, the entire glass. family. Okay. Um. Uh, and we are starting. Hmm. Starting. Uh, I just hiccup. Hold on. We have to do a timer. Yeah. We. Went yeah. way too long you on the Coraline really, recap. Like, tell me what was happening. Oh, you'll before know before this started. Happening. Um, we have seven minutes to recap this movie. Okay, right, we're ready? just doing a recap. Yeah. Why do we all have to be characters? Hey, it's me. It's we're moving into our new house. Welcome to our new house. Hey, um, wife. Hey, we're... fuck you. Hey, <laughs> this is our new house, and it's gonna be a positive experience. As long as it doesn't involve murder. It doesn't. I promise you. There's, I love you, honey. There's some murder. I'm just doing research for a book, and it's totally fine. As as oh, shit. There's the here's. Thing. Wait, what'd you say? As long as you're not lying to me about that murder thing. And then, uh, I don't know what I said. I'm the sheriff, and I show up, and I was like... Hello, sheriff. It, um... What's up? I was speaking, sir. Uh, I I liked your Kentucky Are Blood we recording? Book. Yeah, yeah, Are it's sure? recording. Yeah, it's recording. I liked your Kentucky. It's it's recording. I liked it's your re- Kentucky oh, Blood Book, but I don't like your other ones because you got stuff wrong and it makes cops look bad. So you can't use my my deputies and my police officers. They're not at your disposal. And I'm leaving there. Okay. Anyway, back to my lovely wife. Oh, hello. Hey, do you have any reservations about this house? It's not going to be bad. I don't like it, but as long as we're not living in a murder house, or two, specifically two houses down from a murder house. I promise you, we're not two houses down from a murder house. Thanks. Love you, honey. I promise. Anyway... Let's all go to bed. Let's all go to bed, and I'm gonna just do some research, and I'm watching a snuff film. Oh, shit! I'm going up to the attic, and I found a bunch of, uh, just a box of just Super 8 film reels, and I'm gonna watch the first one, and it's entitled Hanging Out With My Family, or something like that. Sure. Oh, it's a picture, it's just a movie about a bunch of families, they're just having fun. Oh, shit! A bunch of them are just hanging on the backyard. Uh, it's a tree in the backyard. Ah! 
Ah, I'm too scared. Okay, next. Night terror. Ah! Ah! My son has night terrors, and the sun. We have to make sure the sun's okay. Yay! Hey, my son. Are you okay? Yep. You're cool. Cool. Perfect. Also, daughter. Hey, daughter. Hey, what's make up? Sure... I'm also kind of fucked up. I don't want to live here. You don't want to live here, but no. it's fine. Just make sure you only draw on the walls in your room, not outside. I'll do what I want. Thanks, Dad. That's cool. Now, back to the snuff films. The next one, it's called Pool Party. Oh, no. They're all getting drowned. You skipped the flight. You skipped the barbecue. And there's one called Barbecue. <laughs> and they're all getting burnt up in a car. Okay. Oh, knock, knock. It's the deputy. Hi. Um, I'm a big fan. Will you sign this? Will you give me a signed book? Also, yeah, you... sure. Can you help me out? Yeah, if anything, for you, man, I'm a big fan. Hey, man, I got, like, three snuff films. I mean, uh, three things, three different cases that I'm worried about. Uh, there's a death in Sacramento. There's a death in somewhere else, St. a Louis, pool party Sh- or something. Chicago and St. Louis or something. And there's one in St. Louis. Can you give me info on them? Sure, I'll look into those for you. Okay, perfect. Bye. Anyway, going back to my snuff. Oh, wait. It's time for the kids. It's the day. So everyone go to work or school. Oh, but now I'm uh, your son. Yeah. Drew on the chalkboard and permanent marker. Hey. And it was bad. Hey, you're a bad kid, but it's okay. Don't tell me what to do. No, it's fine. Like, I still love you, but fuck okay. off. Thanks, uh, anyway, back to my snuff films. Uh, there's a na- last one. It's about a lawnmower. And uh, it's called, what, yard work or something? And they're... Oh, shit, their heads are getting cut off with the lawnmower. Um, anyway, I'm examining this snuff film, and... Oh, there's a face. I noticed there's a face in the background of all of these snuff films. Boo! It's me, the Bagool. <laughs> oh, no. It's a me, the Bagool. It's her, the Bagool. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. This is too creepy. Let's leave. Let's leave this home. Wait, but I wanted to draw on the hallway real quick. Oh, this why girl, would you draw on the hallway? Because this girl wanted me to. Wait. A girl? A yes. ghost? It's me. I'm Stephanie. The girl who is missing throughout this entire We're trip. leaving! Let's- We're <laughs> fucking leaving this house. Let's go. Oh no, I got a phone call. Oh, hey. Um, it's the deputy son, so, um, I don't know if you realize this, but if you move, you're gonna die. What the fuck? Yeah, sorry about that. I love you. Bye. And now we're getting murdered. It's me. I'm doing it. Oh, no. My daughter. I yeah. thought you were fine. I thought my son was cursed, but it's you. Nope. And then I draw And in a now box. it's... We're dead. I'm drawing in a box my fun little murder of all of my family. And it's surprisingly in the same handwriting and in tone as all of the other drawings, even though other people have done it. And now Mr. Boogie is picking me up. Scoop! And into the... <laughs> and into the movie we go. I love cinema. And happy ending with a jump scare. Ah! Fuck! Yeah, I forgot that. Ah! At the very fucking end. And that's the whole movie. Okay. Well, that's the movie. We just summarized it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, Tipsy Terror at Tipsy Terror. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so, 
Um, let's talk about this movie. Uh, um, how do you guys feel about jump scares? I think that a movie shouldn't depend on them, but I think they're fun to be sprinkled in. I think they're fine. One or two. This one had too many, I think. Really? Molly? Oh, yeah. Just, okay, um, so jump scares are the one thing that, like, really, really get me in a movie. Um, it's, like, why I'm, like, more hesitant about watching horror movies. But I do like them. Like, the after effect. Like, I think they're so good when they're good. And, um, in this movie in particular, I don't think this movie had too many. I think, um, it had the right... I missed the good one, yeah. I think. I'm a little pissed about that. Well, the no, two I the, saw, good one, the good one's the two Bagul ones. Yeah, those are, like, the... Well, I don't know how I mean. I think I mean, um... Like, artistically Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Like, well-filmed and, like, sh- like thought out. Like, the ones I missed were, like, trying to scare yeah. you. But, um, I thought it was good. It keeps you on your toes, um, especially when the pace of the movie's getting really tense. Lauren, you said there was too many. What do you... What do you... I just don't like jump scares. Ah. They never really get me mm-hmm. as much as I think they should. Um, like, I didn't jump in any of these. Okay. But I just don't... I think they're cheap. We should a lot of time. We should preface by saying Lauren and Molly have both never seen this movie. Harish and I have, so this was like a first reaction mm-hmm. for both of them. Yeah, I will say on the Molly Haynes jump scare count, we got five. Five. Ah! 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 <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Ah! What the fuck? <laughs> Only two of them from real jump scares. I missed one because I was on some Hot Topic bullshit. Oh my god. I think Hot Topic shit my phone. You just missed a jump scare. And then the other three were just happened at like the same time. It was yeah. the same scene. It was the same scene. It was just like every time like a loud sound would strike, <laughs> Molly would scream. It just got me a few times. Was it just the sound that got you? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, the two that really got me, I, like, was yeah. really grabbed by them. Those are good. I wouldn't have considered any of the ones Molly had screamed at a jump scare, but we're counting all of her screams ones. That's three. I think jump scares are lazy writing. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, well, like, hard. I know, but, like... For you know, a horror movie, yes, it's gonna be scary if something just pops out out of nowhere. Yeah, it's gonna be scary. Well, that's lazy. It's lazy writing. I, I don't like jump scares. Because I think they're very lazy. Um, if you want to make someone scared, you gotta make the environment scared. You have to make work it for a it. tense, yeah. Make it a tense situation, um, and make it like make it worth it. It's very, it's it's the easiest thing is just to make a loud noise and just pop out. Uh, it's like, it's yeah, like but... those fucking videos that yeah. like used to yeah. get put on the internet where it's oh. a fucking. It's car. it's a car on the road, and then I, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's this scary face. And I also hate them because they're very rarely, in, like, the jump is never really an action an actual, that would ever yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, the one where he jumps out at the end is literally just to scare you. Yeah. yeah. There's but, nothing, like, I mean, the one in, I think, Halloween, those ones are, like, just actions that, like, when the dog thing, I think, I don't know, it's been a while, but, like, um... When it's something like someone just popping out of the corner and, like, looking at you, it's like, that's not a... 
Yeah. yeah. I, they're never, like, natural actions. Yeah. I think yeah. that, like, a, a jump scare where it's just somebody popping into the frame like that, like, yeah, sure, that's cheap, but I don't think jump scares are lazy writing. I think you can have a lot of fun with them, and, like, sometimes you want to have a physical reaction to your your audience, like, likes, you know, some fans of horror want to have a physical and not just emotional or a mental reaction, and a jump scare is exactly how you get that, and, you know, like, I don't think you should hold horror to the expectation that it's going to make you have a physical reaction every time, but one every now and then is fun, and if I don't get one of those every now and then, then I'm like, okay, well, I'm bored. Like, I want to be nervous that something's going to pop out at me, because, like, think about real life. You never scream unless something, acts, like, pops out in front of you, you know? Like, it's fun to have that every now and then. I, for me, it's like, I have to be worried that something's gonna pop it's more you have to put me in the state of mind where i'm worried that something's gonna pop out and even if nothing pops out it's gonna stress me out well, the I feel whole like movie a horror movie Whereas, is exactly what that is you're gonna be worried something's gonna pop out the whole time yeah but like not if i'm just watching the movie like it, it has to put me in a scenario but like this one like you know it's gonna be happening a lot I mean, like, so much that you're like, yeah, you're for, like, like, well, at least in my experience, maybe not Molly, but it, like, desensitizes you to when it happens, because it had just happened, like, ten minutes ago. It's maybe, not... I don't know, maybe they weren't as frequent as they were in my head. It, uh, I don't know about how frequent they were, but, like, my point is that, um, if I'm in a situation where, like, I am, like paying attention to the movie and I expect something to happen, even if nothing happens. I feel like jump scares are just cheaply boo. It's like something happens. Whereas like, I want to be in a situation where I, I expect something to happen. And that's what's stressing me out is that something should be happening, but, like, it's not happening, even if it's not happening. Like, It Follows is like that, where it's, like, I I expect something to happen at any moment. Or, like, House of the Devil, also. It's, like, um, I expect something to be happening, even if nothing happens. I'm, like, oh, I'm stressed out because something's about to happen. I can feel it, you know? Yeah. Whereas jump scares, in general, are, like, Boo. Out of nowhere, there's something pops out with a loud noise, and it's it's lazy writing. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't either. Because, um, I think when they're good, they're good. And I kind of, I think I touched on this a little bit earlier. I think the, I, I think the one I missed, I'm really mad I missed it. Because I think that is a jump scare that makes sense. That, like, is genuinely scary. Like, where the girl kind of comes in out of nowhere. Like, I love shit like that, where it, like, actually kind of works with the plot and works with, like, moving the story forward. But the two that I did see where he kind of just does pop into frame, um, it's scary and I enjoyed it because it did scare me. I feel like I don't like, I don't personally like those as much as I like ones that are kind of, like, more woven in. Like, isn't there one in Insidious? I think it's Insidious. Where you, like, move and the face is, like, right there. Probably. I don't know. But it's, like, it, it's, like, how the camera Or, no, is it the one where it. it, like, turns to the other person in the conversation and there's, like, the face behind her? Something yeah. Like yeah. Something like that. 
Like, I, I love... You're not expecting that, and that actually gets you, because it means something in the movie. Right. I love stuff like that. Yeah. See, but that's I fine. It's, it's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, say that, call that a jump scare. That's a jump scare, though. It's something out of nowhere, and you're gonna have a physical reaction to it, because you're seeing it for the first time, and you're startled by it, so your body is going to tense up. That's a jump scare. For me, a jump scare is where it's, like, uh... It tries to make the audience jump. That's exactly what that does, though. No. It's insidious when that face pops up behind. It's well, I, I don't know what you're talking you. about. There's that, that red I, No, I haven't seen the movie Insidious. No. Oh! Okay. I haven't either. But should we watch Insidious? We should watch Insidious. I haven't seen... Like, my point is, like, a uh, jump scare, in my definition, is something that... Uh, where it's, like, it involves loud, it's just a sudden, uh, it's just a sudden change in what's on screen that, like, startles the audience without actually, like, making a difference, you know? Yeah, but that's not what a jump scare is. I think, like, without actually making a difference, and there's someone, like, in Hereditary, at the end of Hereditary, when, um, when there's someone behind the main character, just if something's happening in the background and like the film, if the film pretends that the film doesn't notice it, you know, like for me, a jump scare has the entire film is like, hey, this is happening to you, you know, the entire film is like, hey, like the 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 score and the camera and all of it are like this is what we should focus on something out of nowhere whereas in hereditary it's like you you watch it and then there's something happening in the background but the film itself is not focused on it well, yeah like that's what we're saying but like in our example that we're using in insidious is exactly like that yeah, I wouldn't say that's But we're saying, like, jump, jump scare. scares... No, it is a jump scare, because if you have a physical reaction, that's a jump scare. If your body reacts, you're jumping, it's a jump scare. That's what it is. But I mean, just in general, like, a jump scare is just a classic part of a horror yeah, film. Yeah, like, it's it's vital. You need at least one. Yeah, if, if you don't have one, a horror film. yeah. So like whether you whether you enjoy them or it's, not, it's expected. If your audience doesn't right. get one, your audience is going to be disappointed. That's just a fact. I disagree with that. I don't think you need one. I don't think you need any jump scares if you want to write a good horror movie. I think we should just move on from jump scares. Um, We're never gonna come to agree. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. This movie is about a demon that manifests itself in Super 8 films. Where are these kids getting these Super 8 film cameras to film on? Somehow, Bagul just manifested the film and gave it to him? Well, that's weird. He He definitely has some sort of power to make... The cameras and the film. Yeah, the goal is the filmmaker. Yeah, and also the boxes to put them in. Yeah, because they reappear. The boxes just appear out of nowhere. Um, 
Yeah, I liked the part in this movie where uh, it's a shot of Ethan Hawke like it looks like a found footage shot where it's like just the light is on him and then mm-hmm. the light cuts out and then it cuts to him waking up and it's just like a normal shot. Shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like that part and I really like that aspect because it's like we're part of it. We're witnessing what's going on. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, no, I like that. I, I, that's like, it's weird because like, that's the only moment that you kind of like feel like you're on the other side of it a little bit, you know? And you're like, oh, something's happening here. Like this family is gonna, like something bad's gonna happen. We are observing what is happening. But then it doesn't happen for like another 20 minutes, you know? Like you get like a, if you're paying attention, you get a preview and that's it. And I think that was good. Um, we talked about a lot though. I glasses. love. Oh, you want to talk about the glasses? Well, the, I was gonna say I love that opening shot. Like oh, starting with the, the movie with the found footage. So unsettling. We yes. were just talking about the, the yeah, found footage, anyways. But That's like, good. oh shit! You know, what? I just did a presentation about found footage film. Really? Yeah, I have a lot to say. <laughs> but yeah, um, found footage in a movie um has like four elements. It's either like news footage, mockumentary. Some, there's like two other ones, but like that doesn't make it a found footage movie. It's all about kind of um the specific fictional event of like finding footage and then repurposing that found footage in a movie either as raw footage, like what we saw, how it was raw footage, or as footage that's been edited together in a narrative. So mm-hmm. more like a Blair Witch project yeah. would be edited as a Where narrative. Where you like they they say in the beginning like found this, right? This is the stuff. So it's interesting to see this is like the kind of process of like a found footage movie. Yeah. Where you like see the guy find whatever he's finding, but that's not like all of it. It's just like a part. Yeah. Of the plot, but it's like how the character kind of operates like within that found footage movie, and it's super common in horror. Like it's a pretty common horror trope, but you don't see a lot of. Like it's not super common to see other genres as kind of found footage. Like sci-fi fantasy has its own found footage wheelhouse and comedy with project x is its own yeah kind of found footage scene but there really is such potential when you're doing a found footage movie and i think this movie does a good job of um creating this kind of tense atmosphere especially like you know they're all connected but the end when you find out how they're all connected like through this like found footage like oh it goes back to this one and this one and this one and this one that's really cool but yeah, the glasses. Sorry, I'll oh, well, get off my soapbox. No, that was a great soapbox. I liked it. Um, I was going to talk about something that I know Molly and I both react. I think we all kind of agree. We talked about it a little bit. Um, we, whenever he's watching the footage, some of the harder moments that you would see instead of forcing you to be face to face with it, instead they chose to shoot it in a where you're watching Ethan Hawke's character, Ellison, you're watching him come face-to-face with it, and you're just kind of seeing the footage in his glasses rather than, like, just looking directly at it on screen, and I think that's good because it keeps you from, like, feeling too close to, like, it's really dark stuff that's happening, so it keeps you from feeling too close to it, and you're also actually getting a better understanding of your character that you're watching because you're seeing him react react for the first time instead of like flashing to him after it you know you're seeing the live reaction yeah yeah 
And I think that was just a really, that was, like, the better way to go for something like that. I think this yeah. cinematography is definitely, like, kind of, like, the best part of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's shot really well. Yeah. That yeah. tracking shot at the beginning when he's moving in. Yeah. It's, like, giving me kind of, like, that conjuring vibes where yeah. they're all moving into the house. It's just really well done. It's very cool. That was, like, my big point was that I just love those glasses. Yeah, that was badass. Like, specifically, like, the throat getting cut. Yeah, yeah. Because, like... That was the most clear, I think. I think I can I can think back to the first time I watched it. Like, I have a tendency to, when I know something bad's going to happen, I'll look down into the corner of the screen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm still looking at the screen, and I can still see everything, but I'm not having to look directly at whatever hap- whatever's happening. And, like, I remember at the theater, like, watching it, and looking down the corner of the screen and then being like, oh, I can actually, like, look back. Yeah, I don't know center. why looking at it and through his glasses made it easier to watch. I think it, it's just not, like, It removes you by a person. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just not on the screen. It's not direct, but it's... It's not the whole thing. It, it's enough to help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The watching it through the glasses was good. And it um, looks cool. Yeah, it looks, yeah. looks great. I, another shot I really liked, and you can insert my gasp of wonder here. Oh! Oh, I don't like that! That was cool. That's the only instance of something like that happening in this movie, but I love it! Where the bagul, like, moves in the computer. Oh. When he has that, like, clip up of the bagul's face, yeah, how it, like, were, moves to look at him. Oh! You were quite. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So good. They only did it once. Only time in the movie that they do something like that. I think think they could have gotten away with doing it more. But when they did it, it was so good. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I'm probably wrong on this. I'm pretty sure in the trailer, they show him with a picture and it does it. Mm. But it never happens in the movie. Well, because they say that he lives within the images. Right. Yeah. So it was like. So it makes sense that if he can move and stuff in it, why why would we see that more? Yeah, I, I really like that shot, and I would not consider that as a jump scare. No, because it wasn't. It, it just happens in the background, and if you're not paying attention, you don't notice it. But, like, if you're paying attention, then it's, so it's creepy. really creepy, yeah. It startles you, but and like, it's not, I agree, it's, it's not, not a jump scare. It's yeah, not it's a like, jump scare, because it's not, it's not like, there's no noise. Right. Yeah, no, it's just, like, it's like, not just trying not to shock you. action, it's just... Yeah. There's a slight build in the music, but there's it's not like a sudden like anything. It's just kind of like, oh, you know, it, you just have to kind of like be like, oh, did you notice that? You know, like, did you see what just happened? But there's right. nothing, there's nothing like trying to be like in your face, like, oh my God, like scare you. It's like, hey, this thing is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And also like, because of that, I think that is one of the creepier parts of the movie. Yeah, it's like, so good. Even though the jump scares, like, grab you more, and, like, obviously, like, in the moment you're more scared, but I think, like, long term, like, that's the scene that's, like, stuck yeah. with me. Yeah. Really is, like, when it, it turns to look with you. Yeah. Oh, it's very yeah. good. Uh, I really like this movie, um, because I had an idea for a similar, like, type of monster that I wanted to write a movie about. I remember we tried to write a well, movie. Of, we, it, yeah. it didn't go well, but we attempted. But yeah, I remember. I, I want to write a similar type of story. I like the idea of a monster that exists in the film. Um, and 
that's like a concept that I really like because like I know in like a lot of Neil Gaiman stories um, which we talked about during Coraline but like in, in Sandman and stuff there's a lot of uh, ideas where it's like something that doesn't make sense in real life but it makes sense because it's a story and you know it's a story and you accept that it's not real life and that's why something can happen that makes sense you know what I mean so in in this in this movie it's like there there's a monster that exists on film so these kids somehow get super H film super 8 film that can allow the monster to Live. join them yeah it like the monster propagates by getting these kids to film their family getting murdered um and that's like like that would never happen in real life but it makes sense because it's a story do you know right. what i mean yeah um and i really like that kind of idea uh, like, kind of like that you have to suspend a little, like, belief in, like, that this would actually happen. Yeah, kind of it's it's kind of a suspension of de- belief, but it's more, it's kind of like an expansion of belief instead of a suspension oh, of like disbelief. I think that's, like, a term I've heard on, like, some other podcasts. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm That's definitely <laughs> stolen from somewhere, but, like, it's... It's more of a, it's a willing expansion of belief, which means, like, you're not disbelieving, you are actively deciding, I want to believe in this, you know? I like that. So, that's, like, a concept that I really like, and I I feel like that is valid in this movie. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Um, I also like kind of using children as a conduit for terror, again. Mm -hmm. Because it's something that, like, it's done in the industry. Like, it's done in, like, horror movies. Like, oh, creepy kids or whatever. But this is just a family. Right. And you don't really see it kind of coming towards the end. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, something's going down. Right. And with the children. It's, it's, uh... it's that expansion of belief. Like, oh, you have to kind of believe that this could, like, happen in a family. Right. And uh, I also like that... Um... It's, you think that it's the sun because um, he has night terrors, so you think that the sun is the one that's being haunted by the demon, mm-hmm. but it turns uh, out to be the daughter. It's just whoever... The daughter just it. acts more yeah. normally. Whereas yeah. the sun has the night terrors, so you're like, oh, the sun has night terrors, so he's the one who's gonna be haunted. To an extent, but you I can know? also see where Lauren's coming from, how they, like, let it set up, like, by the drawing. Yeah, yeah. like, does draw the, the tree. Yeah. Like, the sun draws family. the tree, yeah. I can just, I can tell you, like, from the first time I've seen it, I thought that it was the daughter the, fir- the whole first time I, I saw did it. Too. But I don't know why, but I think it was just... Just because you're aware of tropes. I but think I, also, I, I found her just generally creepier. Yeah. And I just I just assumed that he was just being affected by... And I wouldn't say I was aware of tropes. This came out in 2012. That BBE. I wasn't the big Bagul energy. <laughs> like, the BMB. Big Mr. Boogie. Big Mr. Boogie. Mr. Mr. <laughs> energy. I yeah. Yeah. 
What would you do if it were you? Oh, I would totally be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'd probably all, be the kid. First of all, I was gonna say who who would you identify with? The I identify with Ethan Hawke. Absolutely. I I also identify pretty hardcore with Ethan Hawke. I feel like if I got fixated, like I I don't think I'd be like anywhere near a true crime writer or anything. But I feel like if something in my house showed up like it did, I would. I would obsess over it like crazy, and ultimately, like, it would be the death of me because I wouldn't leave it alone. I'll also say Ethan Hawke because I, I know at first I was kind of skeptical, like, oh, I don't know if I can watch, like, videos of people being murdered, but then I realized, um, I was in the library, like, doing, like, deep dive research about the New World Order and the Denver International Airport, like, to the point where I was drawing my own diagrams and, like, coming <laughs> up with my own proof. So I feel like I definitely kind of get, like, sucked in to a mystery that really, like, grabbed me to the point where it might endanger my life. I'm for sure the wife. (laughs) Like, there's not a single doubt in my mind that I'd be the person being like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) We're getting out of here. I also want to divorce you. (laughs) You'd hear one thud. I would hear one thud, and I'd be like, all right, kids, let's go on a fun car ride in the middle of the night. And then we would just drive out of town. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't pay me to like I don't know I would not I yeah no nope yeah as soon as like that box appeared in the attic be like well we gotta move back (laughs) see ya it was nice knowing your house (laughs) is it working out and also I would probably still not be with Ethan Hawk at this point (laughs) I definitely would have taken the kids and moved already (laughs) we would never have even gotten to this point I'd be like the first true crime book and I'd be like well I can't deal with this I gotta get out of here okay so Lauren is surviving and the rest of us are all getting murdered by our children well that's I'm only surviving if I if, divorce them early yeah. yeah I'm totally down to get murdered by a villain Wait, with an could, affinity for Super 8 film could he still get murdered if if he hadn't moved he would have been fine but if his, if his family didn't come with him yeah, if if she murdered? took the kids and left, I think he would have survived and she would have been no murdered. Murder it's yeah. about the kids, yeah. Yeah. But if, so they, if, they, never, no, if they never if they never but if if they never moved in the house. Yeah. If yeah. they never moved into the house, yeah. If, if they never moved just, out of the house. If it was just well. him who moved into the house. If yeah. If he was alone. But if, also is it does it count because it's still Family, but they That's move with a good point. Why does Bagul target? And only I also want to know. I brought this up while we were watching it, and the answer was never, or the question was never answered. Why does the Bagul want him to watch the the video? Is it does he does do this with some one of the parents every time he makes them watch the video? So yeah, then, I also wondered that. Or is it just him? Like the Bagul is like, I know you're trying to figure shit out. I'm going to give you this evidence, but then I'm also going to have you murdered. I think that's how Bagul, like, transfers to the kid, you know? You have to watch the video. Is by people watching. Like, that's why they have to move into the house and then move out. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we are watching these movies, and then the kid gets infected, and then we move out. So so the, the videos that he put there weren't for him, they were for the kid. It was for, I feel like, well, it was for at the end where the, the professor's family. talking. 
Or, like, the guy's talking, he's like, oh, it's more susceptible for, like, children. Children, yeah. But, like, it, like, translates through images. But, like, children are especially vulnerable. I feel like that box was up there kind of for anyone. And it was by chance that he had stumbled upon it first. Right. Because we have to assume that the daughter had seen it. Like, somehow, yeah. Yeah. Somehow. So I feel like that's, like, Right. Um, My favorite part was definitely that one kid who shimmed out of the shadows. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah, that was That cool. scene was awesome. Oh my god, were all the children... Were just behind uh, him, like, like, yeah. Quite literally coming out he, of the woodwork. Right, <laughs> he couldn't see any of them, because he was just not paying attention. But, like, how the shot worked in that scene where, um, the audience sees it, but he doesn't. Yeah. And there's no kind of, like, quick cut or, like, effect of, like, them disappearing. They're literally just, like, actors Moving, walking right. out of frame, which is... Moving behind him. I love him. that. He, or, like, they move before he notices them. Yeah. yeah. While he's looking the other way. It's really That's well really choreographed. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that yeah, I also really like that. So, what should we rate this out of? Film strips? Yeah, film reels. Out of ten reels. Out of ten reels of film. Um, how many do you rate uh, the villain? I give him low key a week five film reels. A week five? Why do you say that? A week five. I don't know. I just actually, you know what? I'm gonna change my answer. So come back to me. I would. I would say Bagul. Bagul gets like nine nine film reels. Bagul's a great fucking villain. It. Uh, Bagul infects kids and just takes over their soul and like. Gets them to murder their parents, yeah. Bagul, Bagul is fucking awesome. He gets a he gets a seven for me. Um, I think he's incredibly creepy, and kids scare the shit out of me. But the kids do his dirty work, and um, he's a film nerd, so you know you can't be too scared of him. <laughs> can't give him too high praise. Yeah, I can't give him too high praise. He definitely is like creepy as shit, and I would never want to come face-to-face with somebody like that. But, like, I don't know. I don't have any kids in my life right now, so I don't really fear them. Well, he has other forms, like a snake. Yeah, but he feeds on the soul of children, so you kind of have to be with children. I don't know. Yes. Just because children are more vulnerable. I think I'm going to give him a six. Kind of what Sam was saying. I couldn't quite put it in words. But... I think the murders were kind of cool, but, like, for a supernatural being, like, could have done better. But also, then I kind of remember, oh, he does, like, kind of take possession of these children. Yeah. yeah. Which is a pretty, like, badass way to be. I think it's but pretty hard to convince a kid to kill their parents. I think the only, like, thing that's, like, kind of making me questionable about it is we don't see him do too much, you know? That's why I was going to give him a four because he doesn't actually do anything. We don't, like, see him kind of pulling the kids are the ones doing... All of the killings are things that the kids do, and they're not anything that is, like, supernatural. Because they're things that a human could do. Yeah. Because a human is doing them, because it's the kids. I mean... He doesn't actually... He has no agency. Well, I just think that makes it better, because you're just, like... There's no evidence that you're involved, you know? If I could convince someone else to commit a crime for me, then 
I am the ultimate mastermind, you know? Because yeah. I have no connection to the crime, so no one's ever going to su- su- suspect that it was me who committed the actual but, like, crime. Are you more scared of Mr. Boogie? I'm gonna always Mr. call Boogie. him Mr. Boogie. <laughs> are you more scared of him or the children? I could murder a I child. Know, I know Sam is afraid of the children. <laughs> I fucking hate those kids. I'm more, more scared of the, of the demon. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Boogie. I'm more scared of the demon. Yeah, I I could murder any single one of those childs. But, but I think it's about people potential. have to be susceptible. So you so I think it's he can just, only he can only control people to do things that are susceptible to him. Right. Um, but the value of that is that you don't expect the kids to murder you. So, that's why... Unless you've watched any of the videos. The extended cuts. The extended cuts. <laughs> because they, the extended cuts only show up I, I think we left end. the extended cuts out of our summary. Yeah. Yeah, we, we missed those. Um, that was cool. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> yes. I love when <laughs> when I get to see an extended cut of a movie. We we love a director's cut. <laughs> we love we love Unless a director's cut. Unless it's Johnny Darko. I'll say it. Oh, some shade. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um. So yeah. Um. All right. So like, let's rate the um, movie out of ten. No. Yeah, out of film reels. Out of t- film reels. Rate the movie. I give it an 8. I really liked it. Yeah. It was I, a solid, I think, horror movie from start to be, like, start to finish. And, um, I don't know, it kind of hit all the things that I kind of look for in a movie. Like, characters you can connect with. Like, a scary villain. It didn't go too over the top, which I appreciated. So, yeah. I think it was, like, a pretty... <laughs> Okay. It's a solid movie. I'd recommend it. I agree. I'd give it like... Uh, I think I'd give it a 9 out of 10. It's... um. So, for me, it's like... A lot of mainstream horror movies are just... Horror movies with a lot of jump scares. Because I know people who don't... Like... Who don't like film but like horror movies are into jump scares because they want to be surprised. They want to be scared, but it's more, it's like we talked about in the last episode about how I was annoyed by my coworker saying Halloween wasn't scary. It's like, yeah, it's not scary because you want a jump scare. You want something that just shocks you and has no value. And I feel like... But you're not scared by, like, a person who's just murdering people. Right. Based off of nothing. Yeah. And I think one of the things about... <laughs> we don't have to go into this, but... <laughs> one of the things about Halloween that makes the killer scary is that he's just indiscriminately murdering he has no, like... People... It, there doesn't seem to be a book. Right. In in the remake, or not the remake, but the, like, 2018 Halloween, um, he just just goes around just slicing people's throats, and, like, it just, it just happens. Like, it's not a shock. It just literally just, like, out of nowhere, their throat gets cut because he's in the room, and that is truly terrifying. 
yeah. in real life because like that's something that you don't expect you can't predict it you can't predict it and you There's can't no prepare for it it's just because it's so normal um it's that's what makes it truly terrifying well, it's to also me because halloween kind of it didn't invent it but it really hit home the fact that like the your home is supposed to be your safe place. Yeah. And this movie really touches on that as well. It's mm-hmm. like violating, you know, it's the horror movie trope, you know, it's in the house. Right. Because, you know, yeah. like you're, or the, the beast in the boudoir. <laughs> However the fuck you say that yeah. word. No. It's, it's like, that's the, the place that you're supposed to feel the most comfortable. And when the monster in gets into your space, that's when it's the most terrifying. Right. That's why this movie is so scary, because your house is supposed to be where you feel safe, and that is the place that causes your demise. Right, I agree with that. And it's even creepier, because it's like, even after they leave the the haunted house, they go back to their original house, but the monster follows them. It doesn't, it's a moot point. To their safe place, yeah. Because your, your home has already been violated. Yeah. So, um... Which is very creepy. My my point with talking about all right, of that was... I forgot was, that you were on a point. My point was basically just that this, this movie is a mainstream movie, which, um, which actually has, um, uh, like, an actual, like, horror aspect to it that I just feel like it's... I know a lot of people, um, who are, like, uh, who don't really watch movies, you know, who aren't really into just, like, movies, just (coughs) film as a concept, you know, and don't really pay attention to film, but they like horror movies, and they like, um, uh, jump scares and stuff like that, which I believe are cheap, but a lot of people who like mainstream just horror movies really like Sinister. I've heard uh, friends of mine who are like, Sinister is my favorite horror movie because it it like kind of meshes the mainstream aspects and the... Good filmmaking. Yeah, good filmmaking and puts them together and that's why I think this is like a 9, nine out of 10 film reels. Very heartfelt answer. Yeah. It was very long. Yet. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, um, no I, that was also my fault. I didn't jump in. There. Oh no, it's fine. I was just I was gonna give it eight out of ten because, like, um, not that I think that you have to, but um, this is one of the few horror movies in the recent years that have actually has actually like given like scared me to the point of like. I think about it before, like, going to bed, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I'm kind of nervous to be in the dark, you know? Like, it kind of actually, like, made me, like, remember it. Um, And it was, like, the first couple times I watched it, it did that for me. So I think it's, like, a really genuinely good, scary movie. Um, I don't think that you should walk out of any kind of horror film with that reaction. I think as long as you're unsettled watching it, you're it's, it's a very good film. And you don't even have to be that bothered by it. But... I just hold it up high because, like, it did that to me, and it takes, like, a lot nowadays to do that because I've seen so much of horror, you know? Um, and then also just kids scared the living fuck out of me, and this really utilized those. So, there's that. Lauren? I thought you had a I did. I went first. Oh. <laughs> wow.
See, I don't know what to rate it. I think I'm going to go with a 7. But maybe a 7.5. Because it's like, I appreciate all of that went into this movie. And I appreciate that it's a very successful horror movie. Like, I'm definitely... I haven't... Well, obviously we're talking about it. But I haven't stopped thinking about the monster since yeah. I watched it. And I know for I can I'm already thinking about how I will not stop thinking about this monster for like a very long time so it's a very successful horror movie but it's not the kind of horror movies that I like mm. so it kind of like but also like like I was talking about like the home thing and then there's there's so many like horror tropes that it utilizes very very successfully um which boosts it up but, like, I'll never watch this again. Oh, really? Just straight up, I won't. Yeah. Why? Because it's... Because... Why? It's just not... The kind of horror movies I like... I mean, I like Scream. I like ones... One, I just like comedy. Okay. So, yeah. I like a lot of the horrors that that play off of... That have jokes... And stuff like that, and that are, it's like this. This movie was aware of the of its form, based off of how it was filmed, how it was written, and you know all of that. But it's not like watching it like oh they're aware of what they're doing. Yeah. Does that make yeah, yeah any yeah. sense? It's yeah. not like a parent. It's, just, in it's the not movie. self-aware. No, and I think that's fun. <laughs> you you prefer movies that are set for like right. Cabin in the Woods, like Cabin in the Woods, kind of Scream, deal. where it's Lovely very Burgess. clearly like talking about Halloween. And, yeah, and like where so I appreciate all of these tropes that they're being that are being put into this you movie because I know because I like know it. what they are. Yeah, but like in movies like Scream and Cabin in the Woods, they like tell you, and I just think that's. Fun, and that's just what I enjoy more. Yeah, and that's why I would I rewatch those movies. Mm-hmm. But for this one, I appreciate it, and it is a very successful horror movie. And if you like horror and you like being scared, it's one that you should watch. Right. But it's not one that I will ever revisit. Okay. Okay. That I I have that you know makes what I mean? sense to me. Yeah. Because I, it is successful and it is a good horror movie, but it's just not the type that I prefer. Okay. So, do we want to rate the villain um, with respect to the other? So, yeah, going in our kind of, like, long-term ranking of villains, I think right now we have it stacked at Other Mother from Coraline, uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Wait, Other Mother's number one? I don't Uh, know. Well, it depends Well, right now. We have it right now. Well, we had the rating versus power versus evilness. I think overall, um, so as a villain, in terms of power, definitely other mother. We have this discussion it. every podcast. Yeah, and that's the point. I know. <laughs> but, um, it's power versus evilness. I think in terms of evilness, the Terry is the most evil so far. Yeah, because evilness, but like, just like as a villain, I think the other mother's a better villain. Okay, so in my personal ranking. Yeah. Um, we love a queen. So, uh, where would you put Bagul? Um, I'd stick Bagul at number two. If, like, my ranking goes, Other Mother, it'd be Other Mother, Bagul, Mrs. Voorhees, then Terry. 
in terms of villains. Okay. Terry's your bottom in terms yeah, of villains? Yeah, I'm, I'm stacking at the bottom. Because like, the more I think about it and, like, kind of the more movies I watch, um, well, he's an asshole and, like, the kind of evilness he has is a very, like, real sense of evil and badness. Um, I think in terms of a horror movie villain, I'd rank him lower. He doesn't... And, like, I know he eats all the crystals and whatever, but... I don't know. I don't think that's enough to kind of make him, like, at the heart of, like, a horror movie, a better villain than the other ones that we've seen. Okay. Well, I think I would put Bakul at my number one. Um, because I think in terms of power and in terms of, uh, evilness, Bakul is like the other mother, except rather than trying to attract the kids and get them to live in this alternate universe, Bakul is like, hey, you, you know how your life sucks? Kill your parents. And so I think Bakul is better than the other mother. Um. So in terms of power and evilness, I would put Bagul at number one, and then everyone else below Bagul. Samantha? I would do... Mm. This is really hard. Um, I'm going to put... Fuck, this is hard. Um... Other Mother is still number one, but Bagul and Mrs. Voorhees are honestly tied literally right below, in my opinion. Like, it's going to be hard to beat the three of them. And Terry is, like, below. Terry, to me, is still pure evil and everything compared to everyone, but, like, all of our other villains here have had, like, a better motivation. They've had, like, more structured, like, evilness and killings to them. Um, But, like... They're like my like other than Terry, the rest of them are clustered so close, but I, I still like other mother the most. Or you can attempt to rank if you'd like. Well, that's the problem. As I've only seen Coraline and now this movie. Yeah. Which do you prefer out of the two? Wait, what what's so then it's Friday the thirteenth and what other one? All cheerleaders die. All cheerleaders die. Okay. I have seen yeah, that. I've not seen that. Yeah. And I've not seen Friday the thirteenth. Uh so Who's your favorite out of I don't mother? understand, because literally last episode we were talking about how we just discussed this, and Other Mother was not the top. She's still my number she one. She was my top one. I think if you break it down by category, it's going to be different, but overall I think she's still my number one, just based on, like, as a villain. Okay. I like her the most. Well, see, if it's power, it's power and evilness. Yeah. I think I'm Other Mother has more power, but Bagul is definitely more evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because he makes them kill her. Like, she abducts them because she wants the kid. Well, I think Other Mother is just, like, trying... Other Mother can create a new world where it's like, hey, this new world is better than your normal world. Whereas Bagul doesn't even try to create a new world and just does more mental That's why, as a monster, I think Bagul is above other mother. Yeah. Especially, also, like, Bagul, if you look at their intentions, that plays into their evilness. Right. And other mother wants a child. I mean, it's been a really long time since I've seen Coraline. Yeah. But, or read it. But 
she wants a child, and it's it's not as much of an evil intention as the ghouls is. It's just kill your family and live with me and these other children. Right. But, uh, so yeah, I would go for ghoul and then other mother, although just, yeah, based off of those reasoning. Right. And I haven't seen the other two movies, so I can't put them in there. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so that's our episode. It's Tipsy Terror at Tipsy Terror. Wait. TipsyTerror.com. So, like, what would you recommend based on this? Oh, oh yeah. Good point. Um, uh, other movies I would recommend. Uh, I think we should recommend Insidious because we talked about it. I was going to say, also, I get the same feel from this movie as I did from Insidious. Yeah. I think I'm, when we were talking... When I talked pre-podcast, I think I said something about a different movie, and I definitely meant to say Insidious. But I think I said one that begins with the C. Conjuring. Conjuring. I think I said Conjuring. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think I was like saying something about oh. Conjuring, but I definitely meant Insidious. <laughs> right. That was just a side note. Yeah. I, I think about. they're both good. Ref- good ones to reference. Um, they're both the just like mainstream horror uh, movies. I would also recommend Poltergeist. Poltergeist, I kept, right? I kept noticing a, yes. a lot of very. I mean, there's similarities between Poltergeist and this movie. One, the kitchen. The kitchen is it's the same, except it's reversed. Right. This looks like the kitchen for Poltergeist. I've never seen Poltergeist. Should. Oh, I think I have. It's the same fucking kitchen. Yeah. And also there's, like, a scene where you see... When they're, like, packing up and moving to the back to the old house, there's a scene where you see a doll sitting on a chair, which was not there in literally any of the shots of the girl's bedroom. But that's the same as the kid's clown doll in Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I just want another fucking reference to Poltergeist. Really? There's the chair. There's, you see there's a doll in the chair? There's a poltergeist that's like a clown doll. Oh. That sits it sits on a chair next to the kids' bed. So I never actually watched Poltergeist, but the one thing I see is the clown scene. And it I watched it when I was a kid and it fucked me up. Right. And there's also I mean, the kids there's the little girl that gets possessed in poltergeist. Right. That's like the plot. And then this movie, it's the little girl who gets possessed and kills her family. And also in Poltergeist, it's because of the static on the television, and then this one, it's watching the Super 8 films is when you're That's susceptible. That's a good plan. There's a lot of I did not, connections with Poltergeist. I haven't seen Poltergeist, okay. but yes, yeah. I realized that. I had to for a class. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good thing to bring up. So Poltergeist, Poltergeist. is a suggestion. There's lots of weird... I mean, it's very. I think it's intentional. Why else would you put a fucking doll on a chair next to a child's bed in a movie. Right, yeah, yes. It's, ve- it's very, del- like, maybe the kitchen is, like, whatever, but also the house in- the house that they move into in general just kind of reminds me of the Poltergeist house, but that could just be me, but definitely the doll thing, and yeah. also, like, it's literally transferred by film, which I guess is also kind of a horror trope, because of the ring. The ring? Yeah, that's another good suggestion. We also have been talking about the ring, we talked about Samara earlier. Yeah. Right. So... Because the ring is transferring Rio. The monster video looks like Samara. It yeah. does look like Samara. More so than Willy Wonka. Yeah. Even though that was the answer. Yeah. 
I'd also recommend American Horror Story Roanoke, surprisingly, of all the seasons. Um, it's about this family who moves into a house that's been haunted by a lot of tragedies that have occurred within that house. And there is also an element of kind of found footage and alternative filming style within that um, season. So yeah, if you're kind of tickled by this, you might enjoy American Horror Story Roanoke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the suggestions are Poltergeist, Roanoke, The Ring. Insidious. Insidious. I don't know. Uh, the Conjuring, I guess, yeah. something that was probably cut out but oh well um i guess we're keeping that in now um sorry so it's that's it um that's the end of the episode uh tipsy terror at tipsy terror on twitter um tipsy terror.com and all the other ones you know it uh you know uh, email us tipsy terror pod at gmail.com tell us why this episode was bad i'm sorry i'm so low energy mm-hmm. although lauren was a great guest and provided a lot <laughs> lauren do you have anything you want to plug um funny you mention it <laughs> um if you liked uh my ramblings on a movie and you also liked 
Quinn's ramblings on a earlier movie. <laughs> you can listen to both of our ramblings together on a podcast called One Star, uh, where we review bad movies. They don't necessarily have to be horror movies. They're just bad. Or ones that we perceive as bad. Hey, Lauren, I have a question. Hey, what's up? Don't you also run a more niche podcast about Survivor, <laughs> it was the reality television series? Um, so if you also like my ramblings and Quinn's ramblings, and also be like, hey, let's throw in Lauren's brother's ramblings in there as well, then you can... But you also... <laughs> but you also like Survivor. Um, the, the three of us have a Survivor podcast uh, called Snuffed. It's at Snuffed Pod on Twitter. We release episodes maybe once a month, which doesn't work as well for a, for a show that releases weekly. Yeah. <laughs> but it happens. And uh, mine and Quinn's podcast, One Star, is at One Star Movies on Twitter. Um, yeah, and we hope to have these three on an episode at some point. I was talking about Sucker Punch so bad. Okay, can I do... Uh, now you see me on an episode, yes. and you're it's recorded now, yes, so it's an official. So if I'm not in an episode Sucker of Punch and now you One see Star, me. then now you, see me is a good movie. you guys better write it. Now you see me is a terrible movie. It's a <gasps> one star movie. Okay, uh, end of the podcast. The end. Stop. It's a me, a bagul. <laughs>